Lamb the block. Oh, he's got him. He's got him. And they've got a touchdown. Oh, he smoked him. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. The last part of that highlight, also me, my entire, my entire senior year of college. Jake, can we isolate that at some point? Oh, yeah. he smoked him! Oh, he smoked him. <laughs> the great Kevin Harlan on the call. Uh, 20 minutes from now, we will begin our amazing guest parade here on this uh, tremendous Football Thursday edition of the show. Five phenomenal guests. And we'll be on stadium coming up in 20 minutes. Adam Chernoff will kick things off 20 minutes from now. Connor Allen coming up as well in hour number two. Steve Berline and Joey Kanish in hour number three. And Evan Silva will join us at the top of the power hour now at 6 o'clock p.m. Eastern time. We very much look forward to that. But for now, we continue on with P-squared, B-squared NFL awards. We touched on MVP in the last segment. So, Ken, let's move on to Offensive Player of the Year, where the person that smoke to the defense was uh, was Tyree Kill, who is now your sole favorite atop the market at BetMGM to an offensive player of the year after Christian McCaffrey gets hurt last week and has to leave the game in San Francisco's loss on the road in Cleveland. And we await injury status on McCaffrey. Uh, the first injury report for San Francisco and Minnesota will come out today because that game's coming up on Monday night. So McCaffrey may not play on Monday. We'll see. We'll hopefully get more information coming up later this afternoon. Obviously, the Niners out on the West Coast. Tyreek plus 145. McCaffrey up next at plus 225. Jamar Chase and Stephon Diggs both at 18 to 1. Then we have three quarterbacks at 30-1. to 1. They are Lamar Jackson, Jalen Hurts, and Tua Tungavailoa, Josh Allen, and Devontae Adams, both at 40-1. to 1. I have drawn the Gettleman line here. If you have any other players you would like to hit us with after 40-1, to 1, you can. But I, I'm guessing we want to keep it to the guys at the top. What do you think, Offensive Player of the Year? Yeah, I mean, I, I'd cut half those, too, honestly. Like, Lamar Jackson's not winning Offensive Player of the Year. He's 0%. You know, like, I'd, I'd give people 100 to 1 if they wanted to bet it. Uh, there's very few players who can win already. Um, and it's really just figuring out at what point, if any, uh, do you want to bet against Tyreek Hill? So I, this is a market that I was in early on. Not haven't been in early on on every one of these, but this one we were really active early on in, in betting McCaffrey and Tyreek when they were six, seven, eight, nine to one, with the idea that it seemed very likely the two of them were really good contenders for the award. They were very likely to win, uh, and it's worked out that way. Now that doesn't mean that now the next four weeks something different can't happen. But like we're in a really good spot. Very content to hold on to the Tyreek position, and for McCaffrey it'll be really interesting. Does this stay like a two-man thing where it's the two of them competing against each other? Tyreek maybe on pace to have 2,000 receiving yards this year. We always talk about record-setting numbers as the sort of uh, foundation for awarding Offensive Player of the Year. And Tyreek is the only one with the with how scoring is down, stats are down. Tyreek's the only one putting up anything close to a record-setting season right now. Like, really, I mean, running backs, like McCaffrey's having a nice year, but the touchdown streak is really, like, the only thing he's got that's, like, record-setting, you would say. And Tyreek's got really the potential to have 2,000 yards, which would be pretty crazy in a year where no one's doing anything, statistically. Um, So he is absolutely should be priced as the favorite, should be priced as a very low price favorite, and he is. The interesting thing in this market then is, okay, like if McCaffrey has now sustained an oblique injury, and if it's possible the Niners maybe don't go 100% usage of him, like now the next four, six, eight weeks, and his numbers still remain good, he's very likely to be the leading rusher in the league, mostly because all the guys after him got hurt, or there's like something going on with them and their usage. Like he's probably going to be the leading rusher in the NFL, but if it's just like not 
record setting and it's just okay, the question's going to be like, okay, Tyreek probably moves to an even bigger favorite and McCaffrey probably drops back to join some combination of receivers who will have monster performances in the next couple of weeks. So the the name that's, I think, been getting a lot of votes for this award is A.J. Brown for the Eagles. And that that's great. And like he can win. Uh, it's just... He's, he's behind, like he's way behind too. He only has two touchdowns this year, uh, A.J. Brown. So like it's it's possible he can win. They play each other, Tyreek and A.J. Brown too, which is really interesting in a high total game. So yeah, like if A.J. If AJ Brown like pops and has a huge performance and Tyreek doesn't, could the market shift? Yeah, but like right now, is he more likely to win than this price? I, I don't think so. I think Tyreek's probably even should be a little further ahead than this in terms of his pricing. And it's really just like, if you want to try to pick the receiver that moves maybe alongside McCaffrey as the another option, you can. I don't know how you would make that call right now. Like, yes, it could be Diggs. Yes, it could be A.J. Brown. Yes, it could be Jamar Chase. Like, McCaffrey could just stay there, I guess. But I don't know how you would – like, I don't think there's a good way to differentiate between all those guys right now. This is, like, the most rock-solid favorite going right now. And, and the last point I would just add, and to clean up something I said last week – uh, our pal Femi works over at Visa and does a, a ton of awards work. He and I talk all the time. And he pointed out to me, there actually has been a situation historically, like what Miami is going to face this year, where a quarterback, a skill position player, and a coach have actually all won postseason awards. It's actually happened before. And it's funny because like my my it's, the way I do my work is on one screen, I have everything going back to 2000. And usually I just keep that like up and don't scroll anymore. Well, in 1999... Uh, the greatest show on turf had Warner win MVP, Marshall Falk won Offensive Player of the Year, and uh, Dick Vermeil won Coach of the Year all in the same year. And the Rams went 13-3. and three. And it's funny because in evaluating whether the Dolphins can do the same thing, they have the current favorites for Coach of the Year, Offensive Player of the Year, MVP, co-favorite for Coach of the Year. They, they kind of have that. Like, I think that I've even seen them called like the greatest show on surf is the nickname people are trying to make for this offense that's averaging like 10 yards per play or whatever. So I, I guess it's possible. I guess it's possible and it has happened before it's just it still strikes me as unlikely and I, i'm gonna have to see him do it against really good teams so tyreek absolutely not vulnerable if anything mccaffrey's price is probably the one that comes back to the pack and the and some receiver joins him uh very happy with the position we have if you're betting into the market now uh, i think your best option is to bet into a different market uh, it is worth noting also just with A.J. Brown, who's been electric, obviously, and been dominating yeah. the last couple of weeks. And that has coincided with kind of like Devontae Smith, like not having great statistical games. For, worth noting, and this is someone I have Devontae Smith on a lot of fantasy leagues, so I pay close attention to this. Smith did get targeted 10 times on Sunday. So like the, the, the effort was made to get Devontae Smith the ball. He had a bad game, had a couple drops also. And he was on the injury report yesterday, hamstring injury. We talked about that on the show on Wednesday. Um, he literally like is talking to the media right now and Philadelphia and said he expects to play on Sunday. So not definite that he's going to play, but I think he probably will, which you have to think like has to hurt A.J. Brown in some way if Devontae Smith's going to start having good stats again. It's not going to be that A.J. Brown goes for, you know, 7, 130, and 2 every week. Like, there are going to be weeks where Devontae Smith pops also. And when that happens, like, A.J. Brown's candidacy is going to take a hit. Uh, you better you bet with Nick and Ken here on a tremendous football Thursday, P-squared, B-squared, NFL Awards. All right, we had MVP, Offensive Player of the Year. Let's go to Defensive Player of the Year, where Micah Parsons remains the favorite. And it's good for Micah that he had that that big splash play at the end of the game on Monday night. It was funny how, like, sometimes we have, like, the announcer jinx, 
Like, oh, well, this guy hasn't missed a field goal in nine years. And then you know, he kicks it into the parking lot. Uh, Troy Aikman was just literally saying on Monday night, where has Micah Parsons been? And then he basically sacks Justin Herbert to help seal the game, like the play before Herbert throws the, uh, the pick to Stephon Gilmore. So Parsons does get his splash play at the end of Monday night football in Dallas's 20-17 to win at the Chargers. Parsons remains the favorite at 2-1. to uh, T.J. Watt, as the Steelers come off their bye, Watt on bye last week. Uh, Steelers at the Rams this week. T.J. Watt is 3 Miles Garrett plus 325. Then the market has drawn a line. Aiden Hutchinson at 14. San Francisco has two candidates next on the odds board. Fred Warner, star linebacker at 16. And then last year's defensive player of the year, Nick Bosa at 20. Chris Jones of the Chiefs is 25. And then Max Crosby of the Raiders is 35. I have drawn the Gettleman line there. Defensive player of the year, please. I really thought uh, that this one was going to be fun this week, that we were going to have an opportunity to like finally enter the market and make a lot of bets. Uh, and we were I was going to bet TJ Watt this week if last week went a certain way, um, because uh, the Browns, Miles Garrett and the Cowboys, Micah Parsons, were both playing games where they really had a good chance to lose. And in fact, the Browns were projected to lose a, a very high percentage of the time against the Niners. And team success is a really strong driving factor for this award. And Watt is ahead statistically. So the only thing left is like the team success aspects to maybe enter the market and make a bet if they're tied in terms of their price. Like Watt, Watt's ahead. Like Watt has eight sacks. Uh, Micah Parsons has five. Uh, Miles Garrett has five and a half in terms of like defensive ratings. We'll get to that in a second. Like I think they all have the potential to be on highly rated defenses this year. But I, I thought we would have a chance to bet Watt. And then the Browns won. And then the Cowboys won. And now th- now it's just kick the can down the road. Like I thought this might have been our week to finally hop in and be like, because really like here's your decision point and we'll do Hutchinson in a second. But like I really, he needs a lot. So really I think your decision point is going to be at some point this season, you're going to have to figure out, like, do you want to try to get ahead of betting one of the three edges who are all really, really likely to win? And how are you going to make that decision? And team success can be like a really guiding factor here. If one team really goes off the rails, loses a couple games in a row, that player becomes much less likely to win, no matter what the stats are. Uh, or like, you know, one player just starts accumulating so many more stats than the other ones. Or you wait for polling late in the year, which was very helpful with this award last year, by the way. Parsons was a huge favorite. Nick Bosa was catching up and catching up and catching up. And then the exact executive poll came out and Nick Bosa got literally like every single vote for defensive player of the year. And he was minus 120. And it's like, cool. Like, I don't know about you, but like, I like called everyone I knew to max bet into that. The second the poll, we did it on the air. You were like, I don't know if this means a lot. And I was like, Bosa, Bosa, <laughs> like, that's what it means. And uh, maybe you wait for that. Maybe you wait to see like, how do people parse through the differences between the three players? Maybe they do all view one player as better than the other two, but I don't think we have that information right now. And the right three players are the favorites. So the thing that annoys me is that Cleveland is getting all this buzz now as having like a historically good defense. They're number one in DVOA and defense. Garrett is the linchpin of that defense. If this continues, they make the playoffs like I can't kick him anymore. Whereas I was hoping the quarterback injury, I could kick him. Uh, I thought the Cowboys might not be as good as we thought. They won in a crazy game. Can't kick them anymore. Like we're just, we're just, it's on to the next week on this where all three candidates uh, are viable. And then the, the Hutchinson point would be the last one. Okay. If it's not those three, then who? Like Hutchinson's around, he has four and a half sacks. He like always intercepts the ball like in weird ways. He has one of those this year. He had like three last year. So he's going to be close. I just think he's properly rated as the fourth most likely player to win. He's live. That might be it for now. Um, But I I wouldn't bet him right now just because I still think the three edges are more likely to win. The last player that I have to talk about 
is Max Crosby, only because if you look at the Raiders' schedule, there's actually a reasonable chance they win a ton of games, even though they're coached by the worst coach of all time. And I'm still really skeptical that can happen. Their win total in the market is seven and a half. But like, I'll just say, I would never bet Crosby right now. But if they ever won like nine games or 10 games, he would get talked about a lot for this award. I don't think McDaniels can get the team there. I think it's like impossible almost, no matter how many bad teams they play. But like, if he ever got there, you'd have to put him on the list. For now, it's probably a four-player list, really with the three edges up top still. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, Ken, does not practice today for the 49ers. Neither does mm. Trent Williams. Um, beat reporters are saying not a big deal too early like this, to, to draw anything, any conclusions from it, that the Friday injury report will will mean more. I do want to ask you about Daniil Hunter, maybe, if he gets traded okay. from the Vikings. Leads the NFL in sacks right now, 100-1. to one. Hour one done, hour two for you coming up on the other side. We'll start hour number two. Conversation with our friend Adam Chernoff, and we'll be broadcast, simulcast, by the Studs at Stadium. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network.